If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. So, I know that this sounds odd, but just stick with me. The first time this happened was about five years ago. One thing to know is that I really like scary movies, but mostly because I can recognize the patterns. They have interesting plots, and I don't get scared easily. Anyways, on the night that this happened, my family and I, my mom, her boyfriend, and sister, had decided to watch the original Blair Witch movie, since my mom really liked it, and neither my sister nor I had seen it. We watch the movie, turn on the lights, and everyone is joking about the iconic snot bubble and whatnot. My sister and I then go to the bathroom. She was pretty young at this point and still got scared pretty easily. And when we return from the bathroom, the entire living room is pitch black, and my mom and her boyfriend are nowhere to be seen. Not only that, but the vibe in the room has noticeably shifted, and it's freaky quiet. At first I thought they were trying to prank or scare us, so I started calling out for them and saying things like, Hey guys, not funny, my sister's still really scared, and okay, joke's up, sister is starting to freak out. And this continues for a good three to five minutes. During this time, my sister is actually freaking out because we just watched a scary movie about people disappearing, and now her protectors are mysteriously missing. And the mood in the room is now rancid. After those minutes passed, it's like we both blinked, and then all of a sudden we were back in the brightly lit living room, and my mom and her boyfriend were sitting exactly where they were when we left and were looking at us super concerned. Obviously, both my sister and I are thoroughly freaked out by this point, and I confirm with her that she did, in fact, also just experience what I did. My mom and her boyfriend are trying to console us, and, to be honest, I highly doubt they actually believed us. We got through the night without any other weirdness, but my sister and I will not forget that night for a very long time. Of course, just one weird glitch like that would have been more than enough for me during this lifetime, but the multiverse seems to have different plans. So, the next time a glitch like this occurred was about six-ish months ago, when I was rewatching the newer version of Blair Witch, the 2016 version, with my roommate. While we were watching the movie, everything was fine and nothing was weird. Neither one of us got particularly scared, and I had decided to call it a night. Before heading to bed, I wanted to get my work clothes washed and dried, so I started doing that. By this point, my roommate had left to go to her room. Important note, this was a student apartment, so it was laid out with the living room, where we watched the movie, in the front with the partially enclosed kitchen next to it. Next to the kitchen was a small hallway that had a small laundry closet on one side, 
and my room on the opposite and then two bedrooms at the end of the hall. In order for my roommates to get to the living room, from her room, she would have had to have walked directly in front of or behind me. As I'm putting my laundry in the washer, I look and see my roommate's door cracked and can hear her on the phone with her mom. So I just go back to my business and finish loading everything up. After I'm done, I look into the living room one last time to make sure I didn't need to put anything else away, and like the time before, it's pitch black in the room and the vibes are suddenly very not good. I can't see the streetlight that is usually shining through the living room, it's freaky quiet, and I can't hear my roommate on the phone anymore. While taking this all in and trying to figure out what the hell is going on, I'm standing in the middle of the hallway, essentially blocking the path, and have not moved from the laundry closet. Then, like last time, I blinked and all of a sudden my roommate is sitting on the couch watching TV, asking me why I'm just standing there staring at her. I still have absolutely no clue why this continues to happen to me, or why it has something to do with the Blair Witch franchise, but I think it's safe to say that I will be avoiding the franchise for the rest of my life. I don't think my brain could survive another glitch like one of these. Hey, I've been watching your videos since you added one of my stories from Reddit. I was about to post this on Reddit, but as I was listening to your latest video while doing some chores, I thought, why not? And here I am. These events took place during many years and between three people. Myself, my little sister Nicole, and my best friend Zorzet. A couple of years ago, when I was 14 years old, I had my first past life memory dreams. Or so I believe they were, anyways. In between those dreams, I would always meet this woman with mesmerizing green eyes. I had some continuing of these past life dreams and the green-eyed woman reappeared around 2018 when I was 19 years old. In those dreams, she always guided me from afar, and whenever I would get close she would speak in various languages, Vietnamese, French, English, and Italian. My native language is Greek, but I've been speaking English since I was six years old, so most of my dreams are in English. I haven't seen the green-eyed woman in other dreams before or after these dreams, but I have seen a male person with green eyes in my dreams from time to time. Most times, these male figures would either be my lover, husband, boyfriend, or just being a very close friend of mine. Those dreams felt so warm and safe. Then, my sister, one day as we were hanging out around 2018, she confessed to me that she'd been having dreams where a green-eyed woman was talking to her and guiding her through her nightmares. Then, one evening, my best friend Zorzette and I were hanging out at my aunt's house around 2019, and we were talking about conspiracies and glitches in the Matrix. When she told me about those weird dreams she has from time to time throughout the years, she said that she would see a green-eyed woman in the distance, and when she would try to get close to her, she would shake her head no. Now, 
The kicker is that Zorzet had green eyes. Almost identical eyes. When I pointed that out, she looked spooked, and went to look at her eyes in the mirror. Her eyes are a bit more light than the ones that all three of us had dreamed of. Then, we told my sister and all of us got a cold shiver down our spines. A few hours later, Zorzet said that maybe that was a sign for us to get together, like assuring us that we would meet each other. My sister said that maybe the green-eyed woman or man is like a guardian angel guiding us. It was the summer of 2019 when Zorzette went to Cyprus and called me one day telling me she was at the dead zone. The borders between Greek Cyprus and the Turkish-occupied Cyprus when she saw this woman with green eyes that was paying her respects. Zorzette took a picture and sent it to me. She was the same woman that I saw in my dreams. The only thing missing was either a headscarf or a nurse outfit. I showed the picture to my sister, and she said it was a younger version of the woman in her dreams. Flash forward to the Christmas holidays of 2021, my sister and I were spending the week after Christmas Day in Thessaloniki, when, across the Aristotelos Square, the part near the Nikis Avenue, not the rest of it that stretches through Semisky Street, Ignatia 824 Highway, we saw the green-eyed woman. We exchanged shocked looks, and we tried to get through the people to get to her, but we could not get there in time. Since then, we haven't seen her. Not in our dreams or in reality. So, what the hell is happening? Okay, so 15 years ago, I was in my mid-twenties at that point, I was not in the best place in my life. My boyfriend had cheated on me and then left to work in Libya, leaving me to exist alone in the very house that the act had occurred in. We had been living together at that time, so because of this, I made the decision that it would be best to go live with my parents as his place just reminded me of it. At some point during this time, my best friend, in an attempt to make me feel better, took me out to a concert that I had been anticipating. I had seen these guys before and was highly anticipating it. I had a crush on the lead singer, because of the boyfriend situation, and I wanted to look hot because I clearly was insecure and wanted to just rage on some ska music. Side note... Warsaw Poland Brothers, check them out. I had a particularly amazing, awesome, white short skirt that I was wearing. And at the show, I got drunk. Strike that, wasted. My parents, although very loving, were very strict about their rules that I was to abide by while I was living under their roof. Needless to say, I did not want my friend to take me back to my parents' house after the show because I was literally puking mindlessly in her car on the way back from the show. I didn't want to deal with the repercussions involved with my life choices should I arrive back at my parents' house in that condition. Therefore, I asked my friend to drop me off at my boyfriend's house to crash and figure it out in the morning. Now, at this point... 
it is important for me to relay the fact that, at this particular point in time, I had no possessions over at his house. I mean, nothing but my drunk back end. And I passed out in the clothes I was wearing, like walk of shame status. So, the next morning, my friend came to pick me up to take me back to my parents' house. As I had no way of getting home otherwise because she had picked me up from my parents' house the night before. As I mentioned, I had no possessions over there at this point. As a matter of fact, there was basically nothing at all, because my boyfriend had already been gone for months overseas. There was basically just furniture. Yet, as I went to put my clothes back on from the night before, because that's all I had with me, the skirt was MIA. It was gone. No, seriously, not like I couldn't find it. Like I said, there was only basic furniture. Therefore, there were no clothes or piles of crap or anything to look through to find it. It was just straight up gone. Now, mind you, my friend and I were blown away by this because she took me into the house and physically dumped my wasted frame into the bed that night prior. The next morning, according to my friend, she found me exactly as she had left me. Yet, when I went to get my only clothes that I had to put back on, the skirt was nowhere to be found. I never found it. It freaked us out because there was literally no valid explanation. Matter of fact, for years afterward, my friend and I would bring that particular experience up in conversation, referencing how crazy it was. Now, fast forward ten years later. I had happened to be living in yet another place, completely new to me at the time. Now would be an appropriate time to tell you that, within that ten-year time period, I moved from place to place, state to state, here and there. You catch my drift. I had basically been living out of my car during this time and was a full-on vagabond. I had nothing to my name, and to put it lightly, I was fully aware of this because I was working with so little and what I did possess was minute enough to come into contact every day. I knew exactly what I was working with every day because everything I was aware of carrying around with me was futile. Anything else did not exist in my world at that time. So, imagine how mind-blown I was to have been doing laundry at this new place one day only to pull out of the freshly dried basket of clothes? Yep, you guessed it. That skirt. Ten years later, in a completely different location. Since it had been my absolute favorite skirt, I recognized the unique-to-itself bend in the black tag, which made me know that it was my exact one that had disappeared. Now, let me ice this weird cake with one last fact. I never put it in the washer or the dryer. It didn't manifest until the laundry basket, when I was folding the clothes post-drying. I didn't even notice getting it out of the dryer, not until I was folding the clothes minutes later. What in the hell is that about? It's been five years since its return, and I still have it. Where the hell did it go for ten years? It's so inexplicable that I think about that phenomenon regularly. I mean, how could I not?
Hi, Raven. I would be lying if I said that I'm not a huge Matrix fan, having watched all the movies numerous times. Sure, they give you something to think about, but nobody ever expects to truly start questioning if their reality is real. Sure, there are always the odd thing here or there that happens that one chalks up to forgetfulness or tiredness, but this one, I cannot rationally explain. Just a bit of backstory, my husband and I moved in with his dad a number of years ago, as he is in his 80s and is unsteady on his feet. If he should fall, he can't get up by himself. Or, if he drops something, he battles to stand back up after bending over to retrieve the item. So, of course, I listen out carefully in case he should fall or drop something. Anyways, around mid-November of last year, my husband and I were sitting in the lounge, which is adjacent to my father-in-law's bedroom, and I can clearly hear the sound of breaking glass coming from his room. So, I go to check and see if he's dropped a glass or a bowl. On walking into his room, he's sitting up on his bed looking pale in the face, so I ask him, What did you drop? Are you hurt? To which he replied, I didn't drop anything. I was sitting here watching TV when, all of a sudden, there's this huge crash of breaking glass. Needless to say, I put the main bedroom light on to see where the glass is, and there's all these pieces of clear glass on the floor near the bottom of his bed. I thought, well, maybe he's embarrassed at having dropped a glass. So, I went and retrieved the hand broom and scoop, but while I was busy sweeping up all this glass, I noticed that this was not glass from a glass, cup, bowl, or anything like that. Firstly, it was thick, and it looked more like safety glass, the type that are used in car windshields. Secondly, it hadn't shattered like a normal glass would. It was in clumps, just like when a windshield is broken. And lastly, it was not curved like a glass or a bowl would be. So, I swept it up and threw it away. All the while, my mind was whirling along trying to figure out what he could have dropped. I mentioned all this to my husband, who, by this time, had gone to bed. He thought that I must be mistaken due to the tiredness and low light in the room. In the days following, I decided to check the cupboards to see if there was anything missing, which there wasn't. A few days later, I found a few extra pieces of glass under my father-in-law's bed that I must have missed during the nighttime cleanup, and I took them to show my husband. He too says it looks like safety glass from a broken windshield. So, where did this glass come from? Another timeline? Another dimension? Or was it just a strange glitch in the Matrix? I have, for sure, died twice. Quite possibly, four times. Of the two I'm very confident in, the first one happened in about 1998, and the other in 2018 or so. In the first instance, my best friend and I were driving gravel back roads in the middle of the night, 40 miles between towns in rural South Dakota. I was admittedly going far too fast, 
and we came over a small rise, and there was a T in the road where you could turn left or right, but straight forward was a driveway for a farmhouse. The driveway went for about half a block or so, and then transitioned into a cornfield. I remember saying, ah hell, and starting to slow down as we started flying through very tall corn. It was late summer, and the corn stalks were basically full-grown. The sound as my car plowed over the corn stalks and into the field sounded like the most vicious hailstorm ever. The experience was completely overwhelming to the senses. The sights and sounds of flying headlong at high speeds into a fully grown, densely planted cornfield cannot be overstated. This is where things get weird. The next thing I remember was sitting at a stop sign where we would turn onto the main highway in the area. It was nearly completely silent, with only the light hum of the engine creating any sound. This was at least several miles away from the field that we had just flown into. My blinker was on, to the left, and the car was just sitting there with my foot still on the brakes. The lack of motion and dead silence was, for some reason, unknown, also absolutely overwhelming. I felt extremely disoriented and discombobulated, and honestly was not certain how I had come to this point, and was even concerned that perhaps I had blacked out or something. I just was not certain how we had arrived where we were currently sitting. At this point, I did not remember flying through that intersection or crashing through the cornfield. My memory was gone, either blocked or just unremembered. I looked over at my friend and again said, What the hell? He had a dumbfounded look on his face as well and shrugged his shoulders, then after a moment said, I think we go left. I actually got out of the car and found the Northern Star to make sure that we would be turning the correct direction onto the highway. I also surveyed the situation, grasping for some semblance of understanding. We were surprisingly close to the town that I lived in at the time. In short order, we made it to my apartment, and both crashed as it was four in the morning, and we'd had a very long day. I was dead sober for this entire experience, but I did not feel right, and I knew that something was amiss. We got up the next day, about mid-morning, and got back in my car to drive to my friend's town where he was attending college, which was going to be about a five-hour drive. We needed gas, and I stopped at the station to fill up and get other miscellaneous supplies. My car that I was driving at the time was old enough to be using a bit of oil, so I almost always checked the oil. Again, at this moment... My memories of the cornfield and all that were completely gone. I popped the hood and went around to the front of the car to get at the engine. I lifted the hood and glanced down. I have never been so absolutely baffled and immediately enlightened at the same time. A light breeze would have knocked me over. The engine compartment was almost completely chock full of corn stalks. My knees went weak and I became very very heavy, and I felt the world perform several full spins. Once again, I very loudly and firmly proclaimed, What the hell? 
I called to my friend so he would come around to the front of the car. The very instant I saw the corn stalks in the engine compartment, the entire accident flashed back to me. I don't remember the point of death, but I remember all of the other details, including being very confused, sitting at the stop sign by the highway, and the brutal contrast between flying through the field and sitting still at a stop sign. My friend said to me, Do you remember? I said, yeah. We talked it over multiple times during our long drive, and we had the exact same memories. His memory also returned to him the second he saw the corn in the car as well. A couple months later, I tried to drive the same back roads that we had been driving to find that intersection, and the farmhouse, and the driveway, and the cornfield. There were a couple of very unique, specific details to the location where the accident happened that should have made it very easy to recognize and find. I was never able to locate a spot like this on any of the roads anywhere around where we would have been driving. Microsoft had also just released their satellite imagery, and I scoured everywhere between those two cities. And I've never been able to find the location where we had our accident. I honestly don't think it exists on this timeline. The other time I was out in the middle of the night, again in a very rural area during a thunderstorm, to take lightning photos. I'm pretty sure that I saw the lightning bolt that killed me prior to my timeline jump. I remember sitting in the car and finishing my styrofoam cup of gas station coffee, and hopping out of the car to smoke a cigarette and go to the restroom on the gravel road. Most of the lightning was several miles to the west, and it wasn't even actually raining where I was parked. I wasn't worried about the lightning's safety at this point. Now, the very large power lines that take electricity to the town I was living in were right by this road. I've been pretty close to a couple of lightning strikes, so I'm no stranger. I remember getting that very powerful static feeling and the hair on my head and arms started to stand up. I knew what was coming. I started to say, oh hell, I reached for the door handle and before I could even get my profanities out, I remember a profoundly huge snap sound and a blinding white light. The next thing I remember was sitting in my parked car with my nearly full cup of coffee in my hand. I remember thinking that I wanted to smoke a cigarette and needed to go, so I chugged the lukewarm coffee and started to get out of the car. The second my feet hit the ground, I felt the most massive wave of deja vu I have ever experienced. I nervously glanced up beside the road to look at the power lines, but the spot that I had stopped previously was about a mile down the road, and the power lines had turned a corner and not followed the road down to this point. I glanced down the road to what I thought was the spots that I had previously been in, and just as I looked down the road, lightning struck the power line in multiple massive flashes, and I even saw the lightning bolt jump down to the ground under the power line. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I witnessed the very lightning bolts that killed me. I have a couple of other experiences where I'm pretty sure I died, but the situations were ambiguous enough that I'm not certain. So, you are not alone. 
And if you ask people around, you'll be surprised at the number of people who have confusing, odd experiences where things are not quite as they seem. There have been many people delighted to finally gain the proper vocabulary word to label their experience. Quantum Immortality. Okay, so I know how this sounds, and the irony of the situation is not lost on me. I enjoy listening to your videos on YouTube where you read a selection of true Glitch in the Matrix stories. I enjoy reading these stories on Reddit too, but in the evenings, sometimes after working all day, I can't be bothered scrolling through the threads looking for good stories, as my job requires me to stare at a screen all day, and I like to actively avoid doing that in my downtime, so the YouTube videos are perfect for that situation, so I can listen and enjoy rather than actively read. So, on this evening, I found a video that was a little over an hour long, reading multiple Glitch in the Matrix stories. Eagerly, I pressed play, and I settled in with my blanket and my Coke Zero and the ball thrower for the dog. I get about a minute into it, and my mom calls me on Facebook Messenger. I'm a little bit annoyed as the story was just getting good, but I answer anyways. I keep it short, I tell her I'm watching a video, and I'll call her after. Once we hung up, I had already forgotten the build-up to the stories, so I rewind and start from the beginning. Now, I actively scrolled back to the beginning so I know for sure that I did, and I'm listening, and the stories are great and I'm really enjoying them, but it feels like only 10 or 15 minutes or so and I've reached the end of the video. Wow, I think to myself, time really flies by when you're having fun and just leave it at that. I call my mom back and we talk for a few minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to say goodnight now because I kind of just feel like doing nothing for the rest of the night. I'll watch a few more vids and then I'll go to sleep as I'm on early shift starting tomorrow. Mum says goodnight, we hang up and I catch a glimpse of the time. It's only 21.49? That seems a bit odd seeing as I only finished work at around 8.30pm, and then went out to put fuel in my car, got home around 9 or so, fed the dog, tidied the living room, took the rubbish out. So... I checked the time that Mum first called me when I had settled in, and it showed 21.37. 12 minutes ago. What? The video I was watching was meant to go on for an hour and two minutes. I watched the whole video. I actually rewound the first minute I had already watched before Mum called, because I forgot the build-up. How was it only 12 minutes ago? I figured the video may have skipped some stories or something. Maybe some kind of YouTube issue? So I went back and replayed the whole video, and this time it took the full hour and two minutes, because I kept an eye on the time and confirmed that there was nothing new in the video. I had heard all of the stories only minutes ago, but how on earth did it finish in 12 minutes to begin with? I am completely at a loss to explain this, and thought it was well worth sharing. Thank you for listening to my submission.
Hi, Raven. I'm a 47-year-old female who listens to your channel daily, if possible. I had a glitch happen to my family, and I decided today that I wanted to share it with you and your listeners. I currently live with my adult daughter and her three children, my grandchildren. My oldest granddaughter, Jazz, is in fourth grade and had a project due tomorrow, February the 16th. She and my daughter had been working on it throughout the past week. They had put the finishing touches on it today and put it together. FYI, it was a recycle project where they had to use all recyclable items to create anything they wanted. So, Jazz thought to make flowers in a pot. Everything was made of plastic, cardboard, aluminum, etc. The one thing my daughter bought from the Dollar Tree was a small oval-shaped aluminum tin for the actual pot. This tin was printed with the words, flowers, and garden. She had a place on our kitchen table while they all got their supplies together that they were going to use. So, the whole family had seen this tin, with those words printed in English. They sat in the middle of the living room, putting this all together right in front of me. The other two grandkiddos were in the back room playing. Just as Jazz and my daughter, who was, of course, assisting her with the hot glue gun and whatnot, were almost done, I'm looking at it and I see the tin pot reads, Fleurs et Jardin. I ask my daughter if the other side of the tin had the English flowers and garden, and she looks down at it, the side facing her and away from me, and looks back up at me with a shocked look on her face. She then picks the whole thing up. Mind you, the tin pot was sitting flat on the floor right in front of her, turns it around, looks up at me again in shock, and says, What the hell? I asked her if she had purchased two tins by chance, and she said no, only this one. I thought, surely she was mistaken, and picked up two by chance. So, I went searching the house where the bags had been, and on the kitchen table where she had originally put it, but did not find another tin. We even checked the receipt because she had bought a few other miscellaneous items that we needed for our home, but she was only charged for the one tin pot. So, during the time that they were putting together this project in the middle of the living room, right in front of me, this tin's words changed from English to French, and the font was even different. We were all very surprised. It seemed like my daughter and Jazz just blew it off after a little while, but I, on the other hand, was like, oh my goodness, this is our own glitch in the matrix. This is the second one I've experienced, but it surely leaves you scratching your head. Like, what is really going on? For some context, in 2017, when I was 18, I spent my whole summer days playing Destiny 4 on PS4 with my friends online. It was a routine. I wake up at 9, go to the TV at around 9.30, milkshake by my side as breakfast. I boot up Destiny, connect with my friend via voice chat, and then play until bored. I did this for three months almost every single day. I noticed that I would get bored after five or six hours of playtime, and then I would just quit to go do stuff outside. 
so it would always be around 2 or 3.30 p.m. when I turn off my PS4 and start preparing to go outside. Note that I always play in an upright position on a chair, because sweaty PvP. <laughs> so on this one day, after two whole months of this routine, all was normal until I got bored and salty because I was on a magnificent lost streak. I said goodbye to my friends and looked at the hallway, expecting to see a 3pm or 4pm max, because I always hang out with my friends in the neighborhood at that time. To my shock, I saw 2300, or 11pm. The hallway was dark with the only source of light being the red digits on this digital wall watch. My head started to hurt from the sheer shock. I felt cold, got goosebumps, because I simply could not believe it. I grabbed my head with my controller still in my hand and started loudly whispering to myself that this cannot be real. I remember having tears in my eyes. I always pull the curtains and turn on lights while playing because I don't like sunlight with TV. Mom was always annoyed at me for this, and I have no medical condition where I fall asleep suddenly or faint out. The annoying part is that my friend and mom acted all normal. It almost felt staged. He said that I left as usual, and she said that I didn't notice her no matter how much she tried to talk to me. My neighborhood friends told me that I didn't come out, they just didn't meet me outside that day. Everyone just blames it on falling asleep or not noticing time pass by. But how would I not notice six hours? I was literally about to start my day in real life, outside, only to see that there was nothing to start and that the day had already ended before it even started. I struggled to sleep that night, both because of shock and too much energy left in me that I didn't get to expend. I used to do parkour every day and other sports occasionally throughout the week. Anyways, thank you for taking the time to read this. I live in an apartment that has a small patio. I live with my cat and there's no way for another animal larger than a cockroach to get into said patio, because the wall separating it from my neighbor's patio is tall and unclimbable, and anything coming from above would need to take a four-story fall. There's only one way to enter the patio, through a door in my kitchen. There are windows to the patio, but they all have mosquito screens, or nets, not sure what the right word is, that can't be removed and have no holes. I have only one cat, no other pets, and my neighbors do not own any animals. The door to the patio is sometimes open for my cat to go out when I'm home during the day, but I bring her inside and close the door when it gets dark. She's used to this routine by now and will sometimes run inside without me coaxing her when she hears me walking to the door to the patio. So, one day, I'm going to get her. I walk towards said door and she runs inside, brushing past me. I see her, feel her fur on my leg, because I was wearing shorts. I hear her little bell go by and her soft meow of acknowledgement. As I mentioned, she knows the gig and will sometimes come in by herself, so nothing seemed strange to me. 
I closed the door, looking at the floor to make sure the cloth I use as a sort of mat is not caught in the bottom of the door, because then it's a pain to open again. I go back to what I was doing, and a few minutes later, a gust of cold wind blows. Shortly after that, I start hearing scratching on the door to the patio. I thought it had to be one of two things. Either a rat had defied all laws of physics to be in my patio, or my cat was asking to go outside again. I grab a stick just in case it's the former and go to check. To my surprise, the noise came from the cat. Outside asking to be let in. I open the door and she comes running in, meowing indignantly. As I mentioned, once inside and with the door closed, she could not have exited again. I mentioned the part of the cloth because she could not have sneaked past me as I was looking at her only way out. It's not like I only saw a dark figure and assumed it to be her. I felt and heard her too. I spent the next few hours looking at her, trying to see if she acted weird like she would if another animal were in the house, but nothing. It's been a few days, and still no sign of anything strange, other than the fact that my cat teletransported to the other side of the door. Hello, Raven. I just wanted to tell you my story about a time glitch. Well, that's what I think it was, anyways. And this happened approximately 30 years ago. I grew up in a city that is famous for its mission-turned-famous hotel. My friends, my sister, and I used to sneak into the hotel and explore. On one such exploration, three of my friends, my sister, and I decided that we would try opening doors and see if we could peek into some rooms. We started on the third floor. The hotel has three floors and rooftop suites, with no luck. We then proceeded to go down to the second floor, where we were successful in opening some doors just to find conference rooms. One of the open doors led us to a small, L-shaped exhibit. It contained, like, five statues of saints and three old Bibles behind glass. We spent some time putting our noses against the glass trying to read the Bible passages and the plaques under the statues. After like 20 minutes, we left, and didn't really think anything of it. The next week, our other friends wanted to explore the hotel, so we snuck in again. While there, one of my friends that was with us the previous week said that we should take our friends to the exhibit room. We went to the second floor and started opening doors to the conference rooms. We got to the door where the exhibit was, and it was locked. A maintenance man happened to be walking by, so we asked him when the exhibit would be open again. He looked confused, and told us that there weren't any exhibit rooms in the hotel, only in the museum. The hotel also has a museum on the first floor. We then proceeded to tell him that the previous week we had been there, and he asked us to show him where. We took him to the locked door. He said that the locked door was to an electrical room, and he opened it and showed us. Sure enough, it was an electrical room. We were confused and explained to him what we saw the previous week. He was concerned and took us down to speak to the manager. 
the manager assured us that there was no such exhibit room within the hotel. Then, he took us down to the museum and asked the curator about it. She confirmed that there wasn't any such room, and even showed us the floor plans to the hotel. When we pointed to where the supposed exhibit room was, the plans said electrical. My friends and I were so perplexed. I know for a fact that we were in that room. Five people cannot all be wrong. We all still even talk about that room. Could we have ended up in a parallel universe? Since you guys liked my other story, I wanted to share another. This is my second post here and will probably be my last one unless or until something else happens that's crazy enough to be worth sharing here. Let me be clear that this story is way longer and very different from my last one. It's nearly traumatized me for life, and it is the strangest and scariest thing that has ever happened to me. It may sound unbelievable, but it was so messed up that I have never forgotten a detail despite being five or six years ago. So, as I mentioned, this was some time ago. I woke up in the middle of the night to the scariest hallucination. I looked at my calendar, which was right over the front of my bed on the wall, and I saw a portal-looking thing with a Slenderman-like creature jumping out of it at me and making some screeching noise. But it slowly faded away. I've never had visual hallucinations before this, so it was a first. Not too long after, I hear a very deep voice saying, Here you go, coming from the ceiling. It was so deep that it was like it wasn't speaking, but I could feel the words in the deep rumbles. Then, suddenly, a tiny plastic toy tiger fell from the ceiling straight into my lap. I could barely see, but I picked it up, examined it with my fingers, and instantly recognized it. I put it on my nightstand and just continued sitting up in my bed, completely in shock. I could not physically move, but tears were still streaming down my face. I just sat there frozen for ten minutes because I was already terrified, and then that happened. I cried myself back to sleep and then woke up at my usual time, thinking all of this was just some insanely vivid hallucination because I was tired. But then my stomach dropped. I looked at my nightstand and I saw the toy tiger right where I remembered putting it after it fell. I have no history of sleepwalking, and I know for a fact before that night, the tiger was in the rec room in the toy box along with all the other tiny plastic animals that we had. I spent the rest of the morning showing the tiger to my family and telling them about what happened. I still don't know what happened, how much of that was real and what wasn't, but I know for sure the tiger falling out of my ceiling was. Just thinking about it makes my eyes tear up, even right now. Maybe the voice talking to me was real or some entity made me have such a vivid hallucination. I don't know, and I still to this day cannot explain it.
I had a very strange incident happen to me while we were shifting our apartment. Due to some financial issues, my family of four, mom, dad, me, and my older sister, had to sell our old apartment and shift to a rented apartment not far from where we used to live. This incident didn't happen very long ago. I was 19 and was about to turn 20 the next month. I had this perfect pair of black high-top suede shoes. In fact, I still have them. I haven't thrown them out, but I don't wear them as they're in rough shape. I wore those shoes throughout my junior college, and they were my go-to pair for outdoors, so I always had them on the shoe rack. We were packing our individual stuff in polythene bags and cardboard boxes, and I remember picking up all of my shoes, and the first one to go into the box were these black ones. After finishing all of the packing, we had all of our stuff, including all the furniture in the new rented apartment. The first thing I started to unpack were my shoes, and, to my surprise, the shoes were not there. I asked my mom and my sister if they had seen them, they both denied seeing them. I thought that I must have left them back at our old apartment, so I went back to check, and I couldn't find them there, as there was nothing left there. I was pretty sad. I loved that pair. I went to the store to buy a new pair, but I could not find any similar shoes. After some time, I just accepted the fact that I had lost them, somewhere in the boxes, or the packing, or the moving crew must have stolen them. These are the only possibilities that I could think of. Now, my family and I visit my grandparents every year during the holidays, and sometimes go there in the summer as well. So, we did visit them that year too. The holiday season was great, and we had so much fun. When we started to pack our bags to go back, my grandma came to me with the same pair of shoes that I had lost. I was shocked to see the same pair with her. It even had the stains that my previous ones had. I asked her how and where she found them. To that, she replied, oh, You left them here when you came here last summer. I'm damn sure that I did not leave them there in the summer, as I wore them so many times after that summer. And what about me remembering packing them in the box? I still can't explain how this must have happened. I told my mom and sister, and they were also shocked to see them there. My mind cannot digest the fact that when I put these shoes in the box, they somehow ended up at my grandma's place. Hey Raven, I just wanted to thank you for all that you do before I get into my little story. I've been an avid listener to the podcast for a while now, and no matter how scary the stories you read are, your voice never fails to calm me down after a long day. Well, thank you Adam, that's honestly appreciated. Now, for the story. This event took place around a year ago, but I've never had the time to sit down and write it out until now. A bit of background is needed to explain my exact situation. I was in the spring semester of my senior year of high school, and my English teacher had assigned our class a project that required us to send letters to local businesses, 
as a test of our persuasive writing. The goal was to convince the business to send us some of their products, both for our own personal use and to put on display at the school for advertising purposes. I wrote to several companies, but only one ended up replying. It was a soda company based in the next city. My father had urged me to write to them, because, from what I remember, he had personal connections within the business. The company sent back a letter thanking me for contacting them, and a crate of exactly 15 bottles of soda. The crate was delivered to my school and given to me in class by my teacher. The company at the time had five flavors. Cherry, orange, root beer, ginger ale, and a no-sugar lemon-lime. This meant that we had three bottles of each flavor. I opened the crate, and I offered the soda to my classmates. And one particular classmate was interested in the sugar-free lemon-lime. She grabbed a bottle, and I did as well. We both drank it, and immediately decided that it was not very good, but finished regardless, and we took our bottles to the recycling out back. By the end of class, I was left with an orange soda, two ginger ales, and the final lemon-lime to take home with me. The crate had come with a few of those cardboard bottle carriers with four compartments, so I filled the four bottles in and drove home with them in the passenger seat of my car. Once I made it home, I had to carry my backpack, my bowling bag, and the cardboard carrier into my house. To make clear, I went straight from my school to my house, and my bowling bag just happened to be in my car earlier in the week. I made it inside, plopped the cardboard carrier on one counter next to the stove, and put my bowling bag on the floor. My backpack was still on my back, but before taking it off... I took one of the ginger ales out of the carrier to drink. I turned away and began going through my regular after-school routine, which mostly consisted of checking my phone and rifling through my backpack. After around ten minutes, I turned back to the carrier, realizing that it was probably best to put the remaining three bottles in the fridge. To my complete shock, there were four bottles in the carrier again. My open ginger ale was still next to me on the kitchen island that I had been resting my elbows on, while my back was turned, and was half empty. I took the half step that brought me back to the counter the carrier was on, and quickly took out all of the bottles examining them. There were now two sugar-free lemon-lime sodas, both unopened. I looked them over, confused, and eventually decided to open both and taste each. I had known what glitches in the Matrix were, and I believe at this time I had begun listening to your podcast, too. Although, I never thought that something like that would happen to me. So, I was determined to logic this situation out. I opened both bottles, and each made the telltale pop and fizz you would hear from a bottle that had not been opened before. They both tasted the same as well. And I confused as all hell, slid them back into the carrier. I turned to check on my ginger ale to make certain that I had not been hallucinating, as at that time I was unfortunately prone to doing so, although not to this extent. The bottle was still there next to my backpack and still half empty. 
I began turning the situation over in my head and realized that I could not have carried this one in, as carrying the four bottles in one hand and my 20-pound bowling bag in the other made it impossible for me to hold an extra bottle. So, I hadn't just forgotten that I had carried it in. And even more obviously, the company had only sent me three bottles of each flavor. My classmate and I had drank two of the lemon-lime flavors in class, leaving only a single one remaining. I was home alone, and no one could have snuck it in onto the counter behind me to confuse me. I even found out later that this particular flavor at the time was only available through special order, so the chance of this being some odd joke were even more slim. I sat and thought for a while, and eventually put the carrier away in the fridge and tried to move on with my day. Of course, it still stuck with me. I wasn't scared by it. The idea of glitches don't particularly scare me, but because it was my first experience in which I realized I was dealing with a glitch, I guess the memory follows me. I even bring it up to my mom from time to time as I told her about it later that day, and she had no explanation for it either. I had brought that specific lemon-lime flavor home for her to try, as opposed to pawning it off on another classmate because I didn't like the flavor. I think I might even still have the two now-empty bottles buried somewhere in my room since I used to collect bottles, mainly root beer. Even though this event wasn't a major glitch or anything that genuinely affected me, it does make me think sometimes. It's a fascinating world that we live in, even if things fall through the cracks from time to time. It was December 9th, 2018, when my father died. And after his death, my brother and mother talked about strange smells and sounds of unusual knocking in the house but I rationally tried to approach it, and didn't believe in anything paranormal at the time. I didn't hear anything weird, didn't smell anything, and told my family that in order to believe in anything supernatural, I would need solid proof. A few weeks later, when I finished work, I went to the locker room to change, and so I opened my cupboard. In the middle of it, there lies a beautiful violet stone. I was stunned, but I photographed it, and when I got home, I posted the photos on a forum about minerals and gems to find out what kind of stone it was. I found out later that it was an amethyst. We didn't have spare keys at work, and if someone lost theirs, you had to break into these solid lockers, so there's no way someone could open mine and drop off the stone because the locker was normally locked with no sign of break-in. It was really weird. It was like stepping out of the Matrix for a moment. I took the amethyst home, and it lied there for a long time until 2020, when I was upset that I had something unexplained on the shelf. I always considered myself a scientifically oriented person, so I threw the stone in the garbage out of frustration. That same day, I went out to the pub, it was after the breakup with my ex-girlfriend and I wanted to let off some steam, and while I went out to smoke, I started talking to this one chick. 
we got along well. So, after a while, we went inside and she bought me a drink. Then, darkness. I woke up lying on the market square at 9am with a complete lack of memory of what had happened. I put myself together, got home, and I realized I was poisoned. Because I completely blacked out after one drink. It had never happened to me before. I went to the police to do blood tests, which confirmed I got GHB in my system. I checked all my bank accounts. Four years of savings were gone. Maybe $50 were left out of the big sum. I was devastated for several months. In 2022, during the training at my new job, I talked to one trainer whose wife was interested in gems and minerals. I told him this story and sent him a photo of this gem, and his wife confirmed it was indeed an amethyst. What's more, she said that in ancient times they made goblets studded with amethyst to keep people sober, and they were supposed to prevent you from getting drunk. It blew me away, because the day that I threw that stone out, I was poisoned. And to this day, I don't know what to think, because it sounds like a story straight out of a cheap book. In addition, I always had the keys to the locker with me. I thought maybe someone had played a prank on me, but I know these people well, and I looked around like crazy after seeing this stone, looking for smiles, tells, anything. But everyone had a poker face, and no one knew what was going on. Plus, it would be a weird prank if someone broke into a colleague's locker to leave an amethyst there. Plus, it, it doesn't sound like a joke. And the fact that I had the keys with me all the time bugs me to this day, and I don't see any rational explanation for this amethyst appearing out of thin air. Also, the locks to those cabinets are damn strong. I remember when someone lost a key, it took 20-30 minutes to break it, and then the lock needed to be replaced. There were no traces of a break-in in my case. This story does have an interesting twist, because last year, I went to Dresden, Germany. On my own and on the last day of my trip, for the first time in my life, I couldn't choose a restaurant, and in the middle of the day, a lot of the best spots were closed. Usually, I choose a restaurant in a minute. This time, I stood there undecided in the center for 30 minutes and I could not choose a place to eat. Then I heard a beautiful melody being played on a violin. I turned around and walked toward the music, and in one of the squares was a duo playing classical music, which I loved. I'm standing there, and out of the corner of my eye I see that I'm standing next to a gift stand. I turned around because I just wanted to buy a small souvenir, and on this stand, apart from the magnets and the postcards, there were amethysts. I felt like in a movie. I bought one and I still have it to this day, and even now, it hangs around my neck. For some reason, for the last year or so, I've been having these really vivid memories of this female and I. In these memories, I'm probably around 17 or 18 years old, 
in these memories, this girl and I are either going to the movies, walking downtown while holding hands, having sleepovers, or even going to her high school dance. Basically, it's a high school past relationship that a lot of people have and move on from, but always have the memories of. These thoughts of her just come out of nowhere throughout my day. I'm 25 right now. I had a girlfriend from when I was 16 to 21. These false memories of this girl just don't add up. Maybe it's my ex in another dimension? Who knows? I don't. But thanks for reading. Hey, my name is Lily, and I'm a freshman in high school. This happened on Thursday, February 23rd, and the day I am writing this is the same day, just a few minutes after I noticed. Yesterday, I got a mini in-class science project, and it's where we have to make a boat, and we have to put pennies on the boat, and we have to put as many on as we can before the boat flips over, sinks, or a penny falls off into the water. I made my boat out of a sponge and two pieces of duct tape, and I put my name and the name of the boat, see me now, on the top where you can clearly see it. And I have eligible handwriting. I put my boat on the respective table that I was told to by the teacher yesterday. Today I went to look for it on the table, to test it, and it was gone. I just wrote it off as someone messing with me, so I told the teacher. She let me rebuild it today, and I did, and I asked to test it, which I could. She then went to look for my paper, but it was also gone. We then had to redo the paper, too. I'm not sure if someone messed with my boat, and my teacher just misplaced the paper, or someone somehow took the paper, or if the Matrix just took my paper and boat and erased them from reality. Sorry for the length, I'm just a bit confused. This happened last month, in January of 2023. My wife and I and our 18-year-old daughter live in a small home, 3 by 2 with 2-car garage, and we've been here 14 years. We know every nook and cranny. We have a water dispenser with three blue translucent bottles. We love our water, and when the bottles are empty, one of us goes to fill them up at the water station, not too far away. My wife went to visit her relatives in Tennessee and flew out on day one. I took her super early in the morning to the airport. As we were leaving for the airport, I noted to myself that all three bottles were empty and that I would need to refill them. When I got back from dropping her off, I did a bunch of chores and some work for my job, and in the afternoon decided to get some fresh air, get out of the house, and refill the bottles. Except, I could only find two. I looked all over the house and could only find the two. At this point, I didn't really think anything of it. I went to fill the two of them, but the machine was being serviced, so I returned home with no water. I left the two bottles in the SUV. Day two, I once again looked for the missing bottle. It was nowhere to be found. 
It's not really an easy thing to miss. It's a two foot tall by one foot in diameter blue bottle. We've had these bottles for years. Three of them. For three of us. Day three, and now it's becoming weird. I call my daughter, who is house-sitting for friends, and I ask her if she has the bottle. Of course, being 18 and a wise arse, she asks me if I'm ready for the senior care home. No, I don't have a giant blue bottle randomly in my car, she replies. I ask her just to check her vehicle, which she does, and reports, yeah, bottle not there. Day three and four, I am looking everywhere. I am openly declaring this a mystery. I call my wife and ask if she broke one or threw it in recycling. No, is the answer. I ask if she remembers anything, and again, a flat no. Now, as I have said, this is not a large house that we live in. There's only so many places a big, blue water bottle can go. At the end of the fourth day, my daughter comes home to get some personal stuff, and I open the door to greet her. I explain how weird it is about the bottle, and I ask her to help me look. We both look everywhere. High, low, under tables, in closets, everywhere, including the attic above the garage. We're standing in the garage at the table next to the washer and dryer, discussing the possibilities. She suggests that perhaps I was loading them in the car and left it outside, and someone swiped it. I said not a chance, and I remind her that she filled all three bottles last time, because I helped carry one of them inside when she returned home. We're both standing, looking around the garage and just declare it a mystery, and move on with our day. Much later on day four, my wife returns from her trip on the late flight. I pick her up from the airport, she travels light so there's no real luggage, we get home and go to sleep as it's midnight. The next morning, I'm making coffee and she goes to do laundry. She calls out from the garage, Hey, that water bottle's right here on the table. My blood ran cold. I walked out to the garage. There on the old kitchen table that is under the fluorescent light, where my daughter and I ended our search the day before, is the missing blue bottle. It's sitting upright against a white wall, beneath the bright lights in the garage. I know that over the four days I looked at that spot. It's not hidden. It's not dark. She and I stood there the previous day looking all around and ended the conversation at that table. My daughter was flummoxed as well. So my wife went away and one of the three bottles disappeared. She came back and it rematerialized. I will never forget this. It happened, and I get creeped out whenever I think about it. Hi, Raven. This is the second of my really weird experiences that I've had, and this one happened just this past Friday evening. Our daughter is married and lives not that far from us. But, since she has two children under the age of two years old, with the youngest being only three weeks old, we don't get to see her too often, as her hands are full. So, we often WhatsApp video call each other, and that way we get to see the grandchildren and she gets to see that we are doing well. Anyway, 
Friday evening, she gives me a WhatsApp video call, and she's on loudspeaker. Only her voice is not coming from my phone. It's coming through my clock radio. Now, my clock radio is about five years old. It is very basic, as we only use it to check the time while getting ready for work and to listen to the news and traffic reports in the morning before leaving the house. The rest of the time, the radio is off, as in totally switched off. Not with the volume turned down, but totally off. I'm trying to make this as clear as possible, as I'm sure there will be people who think the conversation could be heard through the radio because the volume was just turned down, but no, it was off. Over and above this, my clock radio does not have Bluetooth. It doesn't even have that as an option. As I said, it's a very basic model, so there's no way my phone could have connected to my radio. I was so shocked that I called my husband to the room to come and check. He stood next to the radio on my dressing table and could clearly hear our daughter's voice coming through the radio. Once he had confirmed this, it just stopped and came through the phone speaker, almost as if the programmer suddenly realized the mistake and corrected it. So, if there's someone out there that can offer a better explanation, I am more than happy to listen, as these glitches seem to be happening more often and have become more noticeable. But thank you again for your time, and please keep up the great work that you do. I love listening to your podcasts, as they make the day so much more enjoyable, and reaffirm that I'm not going crazy, and that these things don't only happen to me. About three years ago, my partner and I lived in a top-floor flat. Fifth floor, no elevator, stairs only, only flat on the floor. It was okay-sized, but small enough that you could hear anything going on from any room, really. They were all very close together. There was one corridor connecting all the rooms so you would cross each other if you were changing rooms. I was working a late shift, got in around 23.30ish, maybe midnight. Boyfriend was obviously already in bed, so I came in and went straight to the bathroom to wash up, get changed, and wind down, etc. Pottered in the kitchen for maybe 10 minutes and had a drink, and then I headed into the bedroom for the night. I get in, and I can't see my boyfriend. I presume he's just rolled up in the duvet or something, so I go over and move the duvet, and he's literally not in bed. I move the whole duvet back, and he is not there. I turn the light on, check the whole room from top to bottom, and thought that he might be pranking me, waiting to jump out or something, but no, he's not there. First thought is, okay, Maybe he's in the spare room on his computer having a late night? Nope. In the bathroom and we just missed each other's paths somehow? Nope. I checked the whole flat top to bottom. Every room, doors still locked. He is genuinely nowhere. I would hear him if he was sleepwalking or something like that. Getting panicked, I text him, Where are you? 
maybe for some crazy reason he's gone out for a walk or something, I don't know. No response after a few minutes, so I decided to check around one last time. I go into the bedroom. He's in bed. The lights are off. He's snoring as if he's been out of it for hours. I wake him up and explain everything that just happened. He groggily suggests that I was dreaming, but he checks his phone, and the text is there plain as day. It definitely happened. He's convinced to this day that he was asleep the whole time. The whole thing is bizarre to me, as he definitely wasn't there. Where the hell did he go? He's absolutely certain that he was asleep in bed the whole time, but the text proves that I wasn't dreaming, and I know he wasn't there. Why would I panic and text him otherwise? To this day, I have no idea what the hell happened, and I don't think that I ever will. People I tell this story to are just as perplexed. I don't think they believe me. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.